0: Hey everyone, you're listening to the Elysium Project podcast. I'm your host, Brian Johnson. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please be sure to like and subscribe, and you can find out more about us online and on social media at ElysiumProject.ca. The following is a conversation with Nick Polini. Nick is a former professional freestyle footbag player who holds several records in the sport. He is also a magician, comedian, and overall entertainer. If you've been following Elysium Project on social media recently, you've probably seen that in 2023, we will begin filming our first documentary motion picture, tentatively titled, Can I Kick It? A Footbag Story. As I continue to host podcasts, what I've realized I love most is giving people the space to tell their story. Footbag is a sport that I played very seriously in the early two thousands and something that I really believe deserves more attention and credit than it gets. On that note, I hope you enjoy this podcast. And we are live today with Nick Polini.
1: Thank you for taking What's the up? time.
0: How's it going, man?
1: Good man. Um I uh I'm I'm currently at work. I, How are you? I uh well, it's sort of, I'm just like, uh, I'm a, I'm a full-time entertainer now. So yeah. I was, uh, part of my, part of my job is to kind of, I, I do treat it like a full-time job, even though I, I mostly work on like weekends for like gigs and stuff, but I do have like weekday stuff, but when I'm not, you know, doing my week weekend or weekday gigs, I, uh, I, I treat my life like I'm still in school. Like I try to read as much as possible because reading is great for comedy. I, uh, I practice I practice everything for like three plus hours a day. So after this interview, I'm going to go to uh, hit the gym and I have like a little gym journal where I'm like, okay, I do like 30 minutes of three club juggling with a, a club bounced on my face and then I'll do like 30 minutes of Diablo practice, 15 minutes of ping pong ball mouth juggling and so on and so forth and of course what we're talking about I do about 15 No, I do like 30 minutes of uh two bag foot juggling and three bag foot juggling and then I do about 15 to 30 of two foot bags on one foot with a jump rope
0: <laughs>
1: that's why I'm very man. yeah it, it's uh it's it's kind of crazy just to like be able to do this for my job right now is, is kind of dope that's amazing was that always your dream your your vision to be an entertainer uh at first my vision was to be a biologist so I actually went to school for biology and I was a biologist for eight years believe it or oh, not really yeah people were like wait wait you're a circus artist but you like used to be a biologist full-time for eight years I'm like yeah I know it's pretty weird I realized I had a weird life when I was I used to be a fish biologist and uh, that's a great job, unless you can't resist sushi. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, but yeah, I used to be a fish biologist. And I remember one time I was like, uh, I was doing circus part time at that point. I was in the river. I was up to my, like up to my waist, wading in the river, electro fishing for the different fish species that we could like monitor and uh, do status checks on. And then I realized, as I was standing in the river shocking fish, I was like, "I have a circus show that I have to prepare for tonight." And I was like, "Man, my life is really weird. Like, I don't think anybody's ever said like been like shocking up specimens in the river, and they're like, I have to perform in front of thousands <laughs> of people tonight in yeah in clown a- garb." <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting contrast. Yeah, so I, I I do live a very weird, interesting life, but man, I. I love what I'm doing. I love the path that I'm on. I love all the past things that I've experienced, especially like in in freestyle footbag. It's like pretty much freestyle footbag is what made me believe in myself that I could do all this stuff. Hmm. So, and, and I know you wanted to talk a little bit about footbag since that's kind of like where we overlap in like our passions, as far as I know yeah yeah we
0: were we we're just chatting briefly before this This is our first time talking together and um i was really active in the sport in the early 2000s right when i was kind of i feel like that was the peak like of, uh, yeah yeah the peak of its kind of explosion and yeah. and then then i kind of got out of the
1: game and uh I, when did you start playing Uh, I think, well, technically I started, I got my first hacky sack when I was like five and my dad bought it for me and he's like, here, it's a hacky sack. And my dad's (laughs) kind of like an ex hippie, so he was like, yeah, I mean, this, my, my boy doesn't know how to hit a baseball and he runs the wrong way on the (laughs) soccer field. So maybe I'll get him a hacky sack. And he was right. It like, it, it kind of got me started on this whole path, but I was too, like, I didn't have any motor skills at that point when i was five so my dad and i just like set up pillow cushions in the middle of the room and we played um like hitty with your handy sack back and forth kind (laughs) of like volleyball but with a hacky sack Mm. and then um but i think i really started actually like kicking in i want to say like 2000 maybe and then but that was just like kicking with one foot or my knee I didn't know that freestyle footbag existed until like 2007 and in, in, in like early 2007 I thought I was like one of the best hacky sack players and I like I took my like my camcorder at that time and I just like I made this like sponsor me tape that got completely lost I have no idea what happened to it but I was doing like back stalls and like like <laughs> foot like just inside and outside kicks and toe stalls with one foot and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna get sponsored little did i know there's this entire like underground community of shredders <laughs> that are just like gnarly that would blow me out a lot out of the water at that point but uh yeah and then t- 2008 was the period where i like i met up with my first footbag players and uh like local footbag players we played at the gym and i was just i played with my first my first session ever was, I mean, this will mean something to you, but not to anybody else listening to this unless they play footbag. But it was with David Clavins. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's and wild. I, yeah, David, for those that don't know, David Clavins was just like, he's just the monster is like the biggest monster in footbag for years and years. And he just like he got he got so good that he, he almost had to stop playing or else his body <laughs> would have fallen apart. <laughs> yeah he was
0: wild you know funny story he started Kind of got got into the sport right when i was finishing so actually oh. we didn't my club didn't uh even this is another funny thing back in the early 2000s we had we didn't have a video camera to publish online like there were very few people that had that at that time so we had to actually mm-hmm. go on the forums and like tell people what we were hitting and you just kind of took it yeah took yeah it. <laughs> yeah I remember any, that yeah yeah um david he started right when i left the sport and he was just this this kid at that time doing like playing in his like living 13. room yeah, yeah doing really basic moves and then i kind of checked in on the sport five years later i was just like I'm, I'm curious what's up and i go on the forums and he's like oh hey brian and he's like i'm world champion now or whatever by yeah. the way right you know yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah, wild too it, um, it's
1: so crazy to see where he went and it's it's kind of funny because i uh in a way, I've, I've kind of been following in his footsteps, <laughs> like it, in, in weird ways that most people don't actually know. But like I went mm. to Penn State as like for my biology degree, but also because David Clavins was, you know, a Penn Stater. That was one of the big reasons. And also Nathan Pippenberg was na- uh, his protege. So I played with Nathan Pippenberg and that's kind of, I majored in footbag in college. Let's be real. <laughs> but uh, I minored in biology. I majored in footbag, but totally. I I play, I got to learn under the, the wings of Nathan Pippenberg, who is just an immense, sh- immense shredder. And uh, he learned everything he knew from uh, Clavin's. And then after that, even I, um, I kind of followed in Dave's footsteps because he became a magician afterward. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was always a little obsessed with magic when I was a kid. And then uh, I kind of got out of it. And then in my later years, like four years ago, I kind of got back into it when I was, you know, more of a comedy juggler performer. And I, I actually have it. I have bits of magic in my show now. So I'm, I'm definitely like following in Dave's footsteps without realizing it and without him realizing it. <laughs> yeah that's really cool which yeah. came first then the the footbag or the magic all right so back when i was really young i had this great uncle uh his name was uncle Louie. he he was a great uncle he, he was a superb uncle but he was also technically a great uncle like he was you know in the line of great uncles or whatever um but he came over my my grandmother's house all the time and he would shove salt shakers through the table and like pull coins out of my ear and (laughs) all this crazy stuff and uh he would get me i was like pretty obsessed with it i was just like magic i i didn't know how it worked he didn't tell me you know but he did buy me magic kits and then i became a mini magician i guess but my hands were just like i I was like six years old at the time my hands were too stupid to learn like prestidigitation or sleight of hand and i kind of gave up on it and then and then When I was in my later years, I found footbag and I was like, oh, my God, it's it's like leg magic or like foot magic, (laughs) you know, like it looked it looked like it was magic. But the explanation was practice your ass off. And that's kind of where I learned how to learn, you know, like footbag actually taught me how to discipline myself enough to to do these monotonous drills, see no progress for months. And then all of a sudden, after x amount of time drilling you'd see progress and i i brought that into my juggling career as well
0: yeah yeah footbag is and any any skill that you have to practice that much to get good at but i think footbag is is so fun and interesting for me as a person because as i you really (laughs) get to see that progression as you as you go along where some things like you you say the magic there i loved magic as a kid too i'm sure every little boy i think girl. every kid did yeah yeah, yeah yeah um but like i could i was never i could never figure out any tricks or anything i wasn't fooling anyone so footbag right, right. was like very much you're you're going along and every week you know just this this excitement of you can almost hit a move and then the next week you got yeah, it yeah and then yeah yeah No,
1: dude, you're bringing me back. I'm feeling, I'm feeling all (laughs) the excitement from every move I ever learned. It's like, you totally get that. Like every footbagger understands that if you put hard work into it, you'll learn it unless your legs are stupid. And it's, it's very like,
0: um, reward driven in that aspect. You really, if you work hard at it, you really do get to see and feel that progression, which like a lot of things, I think you're kind of working away. I don't know, maybe the, the, fish biology as you said maybe it's kind of like that you're working away for hours and hours and like I don't, I don't know i'm just just making an assumption here but maybe like feeling no, like I, you're I not mean, getting anywhere type thing
1: yeah that's that's pretty true i mean like you i, I worked at my career for years and i just felt like i was just you know stagnant i stagnated hmm. but because uh, i really yeah. do think
0: that's one of the aspects for me at least in footbag hmm? that really really just lights me up especially when i'm playing again now it's been like we said almost 20 years since i've played yeah. and i'm kind of learning all over again but like the progression of what i'm able to hit each week yeah at, at
1: my age is pretty is pretty cool i would imagine that's that's pretty <laughs> neat yeah um i mean i i actually just played footbag for the first time the other day yeah. because did you see the video i
0: i did i saw what was you did the back-to-back mobius and then yeah that was what i was
1: like known for
0: that's what you said you have the world record on that 13 times
1: 13
0: yeah that's wild yeah what's it it, what's uh, it like to have a world record
1: i um, most people can't say that (laughs) i've 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 got uh i've got five world records in footbag um and they're all tricks that like only footbaggers would know obviously but like you know you know flapper um the crossbody sole stall i don't oh i i might
0: yeah i don't i'm not as good with names i've forgotten some of the most sometimes i hit moves and i don't even know what they're called right 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 (laughs) so
1: picture a clipper but it's on the bottom of your foot like the sole Mm, of your shoe okay yeah it's a crossbody sole stall i have I have a world record for, like, doing the most uh, repeated times from right to left of that trick. I oh. think it's like 616. Now someone's going to hear that and be right. like, screw you, Nick Pellini. I'm going to break it. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll have to go try to break it again. And then I'll dislocate my knee in the process. <laughs> <laughs> Injuries are all part of footbag too. That's like,
0: Yeah. I, you, know why I, I don't know if you saw played. that one. I rolled my ankle pretty I bad. I saw. Yeah,
1: I did see that, man. That's I was real. trying
0: a um, what a sympo, no para, paradox whirl, I think, and I yeah. just in in my mind I could do it, but my body just didn't move as quick. And I'm actually really glad I
1: didn't break it though, because I definitely could have. And yeah. yeah, I've I've had some. I have really. I mean, I, I was also known in the footbag community for having really disgustingly bendy ankles yeah which really yeah. helped me it was a hindrance and it helped me a lot like in the very beginning i was able to just like do tricks that like i shouldn't have been able to do at that point but i couldn't like string out of them or like do any like tricks out of them because uh it it was just not accurate you know mm-hmm. i could just stall the bag but it yeah. wasn't placed properly on my foot. right yeah i, I ju- it was just dumb luck because i had like ridiculous ankles
0: yeah yeah i definitely i watched some of your footage. Like I say, I Intel coming back to sport. I and this is no I just hadn't been paying attention. So you were you were news to me and uh Yeah, yeah it's, figured it's, <laughs> it's uh it's awesome to see I was watching that video like we said on the tennis court. You went for like a billion hours. Yeah, it was yeah. it was wild.
1: Yeah, that was it that was one of my better strings and I'm glad that made it to the video. I'm glad that video like made it out because a lot of people a lot of haters were like, "Oh, Nick Polini's not going to make it into BAP this year." Blah blah blah. <laughs> and then I was like, "No, man, I'm going to make it. Like, this is my year. Like, I've been training all year for this." And yeah. then you want to hear? You want to hear the BAP story? I do. And let's just preface that: what is BAP to start off? All with? right, BAP is. Um... Big ad posse, which is like, <laughs> I know it's so it's so like nerdy and lame, but it's like cool. It, it It's it's a really, really honorable thing to get in footbag. It means that you've like, you've gotten to be one of the most elite players in the world. And uh, Lon Smith told me his definition of BAP was that you push the envelope of the sport. And when he told me that, I was just like, oh, my God, the fact that like Lon, Lon was one of my favorite players. He still oh, yeah. is. Yeah. um well Skyler Skyler you know um but he was one of my favorite players and he told me that you pushed the envelope and that's why I voted you in I was just like dude that's insane because like man I've studied Lon Smith uh, <laughs> Skyler's I've studied Skyler's footage so many times throughout my footbag career and just like download a video yeah. back in the old days and you just like click through it frame by frame to see like how high does he set the bag how high is he you know (laughs) lifting his leg how fast is he going around it what's the angle that his leg is coming around the bag yeah and i would just like analyze players like lon but uh yeah so anyway um big ad posse they induct a player pretty much like every year at least one player but there was a period where um and they do it at world championships uh and there's like this big ceremony usually. And uh, there was a period for 2015, 2016, where no one was inducted. Because no one, I guess, I don't I know. Think no I think I saw gonna, that. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. And people were like, who's going to get inducted this year? And then no one got inducted. <laughs> and then again, it happened. And then 2017, somebody else was like, no one's going to get inducted this year again. And I was like, no, I'm going to break it. I'm going to do it. And uh, sure enough, uh, well, twenty seventeen Worlds happened in Portland, Oregon, and I met some of my favorite players. I got to like hang out with some of my favorite players again. It's it, footbag's like a family. It's it's awesome, and uh, it. I played really well all throughout the week. I had like a weird knee injury in the first few days, and I was like, maybe I'm not gonna get it. And then I played. I started playing really well in front of like some really big name people like uh bevier and uh lon smith and and david clavins was there and i played in a circle with him and i just like i held my own really well um random side question did ryan Mulrooney come back
0: to that event i heard he uh, he was there yeah he did yeah
1: he was he DJed. that's right that's right he DJed that yeah so i actually people
0: who are Yeah, people who are just I'm lame um, <laughs> joining us or don't know, he's a two-time world champion. I think two thousand one, yeah. two thousand two. So I was just curious. I think that was it. A... Anyways, yeah. go yeah, I, go on. <laughs> I didn't
1: actually, I didn't actually meet him at that, but I remember there was like uh, one of the footbag players in Portland. He was like a, a veteran. I forget who it was. My apologies. Uh, whoever had that store, but he, he had he ran like a toy store. and they hosted like an after party there, and Ryan Donahue um Ryan yeah, his... was like DJing at that and it was it was, it was weird he just like it, you would just look at him and be like oh my god that's that's him that's yeah. the guy you know it was, it was yeah nuts. um see he was yeah. totally and, and, uh, from
0: my era my idea yeah. back when I was playing so
1: I'm sure he was right before Vashik. he's yeah. who inspired Vashik. I oh, totally. looked at a bunch of his stuff and was just like I'm gonna do what you do but better you know <laughs> And then I think Ryan, uh, Ryan got a little sketched out by that, but, um, but yeah, um, Portland 2017, I played really well in front of a bunch of people, like I said. And then at the very end, I was like, I I talked to some of the bat players. I was like, Hey, are you guys like going to be doing the ceremony? And they're like, Oh, no one's getting in this year. And I was just like, Oh my God, like I'm about to get on my plane and no one's getting in. I didn't make it. Oh, dude, it was the worst feeling. I I, I almost wanted to just like give up and because I put so much into it. And then uh then I get on my plane and I'm just like feeling really, you know, just so abysmal. Like, what am I doing? Why? Like, but then I also thought, you know what? screw it man i'm just gonna do it next year i'm gonna drill my ass off again and just do it because that's that's what i do i just i have to succeed and then uh the plane was literally about to take off and i got a call from ethan ethan red Houston, and it was a video call i answer it it was the weirdest thing man i it was like it was like it was almost like dying and then just being like in limbo you know and I looked at the phone, it was Ethan, it was Ethan, oh man, um, Rippin, rest in peace, Rippin. Mm. And uh, Jim Penske, Skylar Lon Smith, and Mark Monastir. And they were in the, the boys' bathroom and they were videoing me from the boys' bathroom with like urinals in the background. <laughs> and they were like, yo, Houdini, you made it. I'm like, what? They're like, congratulations, you're in BAP. And my my fucking plane, oh, pardon my French. My plane is about to, like, take off at this point, at this point. And I'm just like, oh, my God. The last nine years of my life, I've been trying to get this goal. This was my last goal in footbag. This was the final straw. And I did it. I did, Like, nine years of blood, sweat, and tears, man. Hours and hours a day, just grinding on the pavement. Figuring out how I wanted my style to be, I, I, I made the impact. I, I scratched my name into the footbag legendary, like the legendary footbag wall, you know. And I I, I, I just like was beyond myself. I was so beside myself. And I, I hung up after that. And then a couple of my friends were also footbaggers. They were at the back of the plane and I texted them. I was like, dude, I made that. And they came up and they bought like airline cookies for me, like on the <laughs> plane. And they had them sent back to me and everything as like, a, like a congratulations thing. It was, uh, <laughs> Ivan, Ivan Yakomenko was back there. He bought me the, the cookies. And then, uh, Nathan Bonslaver was my partner going into it. And he's like my protege. Um, but he came up and like congratulated me because like he knew how they all knew how hard I was working for it. And, uh, yeah it was it was a wild experience man (laughs) i i I relive that moment a lot absolutely that sounds (laughs) that's a great story it's pretty it's pretty nuts and i uh yeah i love i love the fact that it's true and i also um it wasn't that year but the year after that i got a tattoo to like reminisce or not reminisce but like as a memorial for like my bath actually i can i can show you (laughs) but it's uh It's the, it's like the Houdini, the Houdini, uh, hacky sack or no, the Houdini like chamber of water. And then the hacky sack is being lowered in the chains. (laughs) So that was like, that was like this little, like, uh, I had a friend draw that up and, uh, and I was like, yep, I'm going to get that permanently on me because I, that's a huge goal. So
0: totally. What was it and is it that drives you in
1: footbag? and and Rune magic and all your <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> i think it's partially the fact that i get like hyper obsessive with things and then like i don't like sucking at stuff so yeah. i just try really 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 hard to not suck I I think that's a really bad answer for your question, but like I th- no, I I think I
0: that's, think that's uh, actually pretty good because I can relate in many regards. Like I'm yeah. obsessive, I'm actually obsessive compulsive by by um, diagnosis, and oh wow. uh, yeah, I definitely like obsess over things in the same way. But I've used it in, in a sense, in a strength to when I'm like, if I'm focused on footbag or the podcast or whatever it is I'm working on, just channel all my energy and so i can definitely relate in a in a similar way there
1: yeah i think i think uh obsessive compulsive people would love footbag <laughs> yeah i do it's it's kind of like the uh it, it, it's almost it should be like the uh the sport for obsessive compulsive people like <laughs> every i think that i think obsessive compulsives should totally all, all of them should know about footbag yeah because they would succeed there are yeah. so many there are so many people like that in footbag like there and there's so many interesting people in footbag mm, like mm-hmm. like the fact that I keep talking about him but Skyler Lon Smith he just <laughs> like you'll you'll post a video or something and he'll notice like the one thing that no one else noticed like right super observant and then like jay Boychuk is my my boy like i I, were you you around with jay Boychuk? i yeah he was coming up
0: yeah he was coming up around that time i know the name
1: yeah he's he's a good friend of mine we still talk a lot and he's actually one of the reasons that i got into bap i think because Mm. uh number one i think he put in a good word for me because he knew that i i was ready for it but also um he he just like was my mentor for years and he was also he helped me pass physics in college which was cool (laughs) but uh but yeah he just like helped me get to where i was and he's he's still a good friend of mine and we we chat often but uh he he has this like crazy thing where he can actually hear if a trick sounds right (laughs) wow and it's it's so weird um but man (laughs) there's so many interesting characters in footbag like i mm-hmm. i wish i could shout out every interesting character right now yeah like john schneider matt cross there's just so many characters like well yeah, i think it, i think it has something to do with like we've
0: we've touched on how it appeals to a certain a certain type of person who wants to mm-hmm. you, like you break down these tricks and it's crazy how many there are and how many what tricks lead to <laughs> other tricks and this right into this and it's a very unique in that way like i think it's similar to maybe
1: skateboarding or, or snowboarding i was yeah for sure i was a skateboarder in the mm. very beginning i skated for like eight years of my life and i actually quit skateboarding so i could get into footbag because i didn't want to get injured in skateboarding but then right. I got more injured in footbag which was just yeah. like ass backwards um <laughs> but yeah i i think you're totally right i think i learned how to try something over and over and over again in skateboarding and then i took that with me in footbag but then in footbag it's like you're trying it so many more times than skate i think footbag mm-hmm. is more like harder than skateboarding in my opinion yeah i would pr-
0: i mean i think they're obviously they're both very difficult sports but yeah yeah, they, yeah. Uh, the technicalities that are involved in it and i wonder i always did wonder and i'm wondering now now that i came back and i see like if you had asked me 20 20 years ago when i was playing i would have thought by now footbag would be like where skateboarding. yeah huge
1: it should have been well we there there was a lot that we did wrong and Mm -hmm. um one of the big things was in my opinion was that um there was no there was no promotion like no promotion of I mean there was like small promotion of the sport and everything but there was there wasn't much money to provide the promotion that we needed and um and then on top of that like the whole shoe thing for years was such a big problem it was one of the a small reason why I didn't play for years because I just ran out of shoes and then yeah. you had to like look on eBay for the certain type of adidas shoe that wasn't going to be the heavy one but it was going to be the light one and it was like people don't want to get into a sport and try to (laughs) like manhunt or like witch hunt a shoe down you know Mm. and now now i no go ahead yeah yeah.
0: oh i was just gonna say people always think that's funny when i tell them that you need a specific type of shoe but i always sort of compare it say it's like it would be like trying to play tennis with a badminton
1: racket or something right exactly or play baseball without a baseball mitt, yeah. yeah there or like you a go. sock on your hand or something. Um, but yeah, I, um, I I do think that footbag has a fighting chance still because of the quantum's that just released. Mm. But we need to do some like heavy promotion and make it, it just has to get into in front of people. Right totally. Now. And and it's I really think it's all about like the look. Um, it, it's just not like our our look used to be are you our look used to fit the the time like the age you know the age of our sport or whatever when it was like the 2000s and like the ni- the 90s it yeah. looked like a cool 90s thing it looked like skateboarding's little brother you know mm-hmm. totally. like it was it was it was sick it was rad and it was like you wanted to be part of this cool underground sport But nowadays, it just doesn't like it's got all the videos, I think, that are that have come out. It's just people playing in short shorts in their basement (laughs) alone. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to just play short, short basement ball, you know, Yeah, it's like. I really think a lot of the videos that inspired me the most were the ones that had a really cool background. And it was just like, it looked like they were friends. It looked like people were hanging out and just kicking a bag together.
0: You know, it's interesting. I was also because I created that thread on on the Freestyle Facebook group as to like, I saw. What, yeah, What kind of happened to Freestyle yeah. Footbag? It was based on the Google search trends that Footbag had basically since 2004 been on a downward slope and i've been doing some i did some research last night prior to this and i was looking up other terms and noticing like these sort of hobbies and and activities that people were doing back then pre-cell phone so so footbag is down skateboarding um even like surfing frisbee and then on the flip side you look at like you google terms like apple um instagram vr oh, all God. these things are going up well, completely yeah the opposite of course.
1: so it's uh yeah it's it's very, like that's concerning i feel like if you searched the 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 word gnarly it would be going way <laughs> down <laughs> as yeah. time went on yeah totally gnarly and heinous are not much used <laughs> anymore <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah radical but that
1: was that, yeah exactly like that was that was the vibe though you know like back in the old days it was like like that's that's what looked cool to me it was yeah. like dudes that were like you'd hit a sick trick and people be like yo high five dude you know yeah. it was, well, that didn't sound very cool what i said high five dude but like, <laughs> like like give me props man like yeah. it was it was just, like, just like a. now sick... i'm just picturing the ninja turtles
0: playing hack Hacky sack, And, <laughs> and
1: that's the dude, but that's the vibe, man. That's, yeah, the, vibe. Yeah, that's the vibe. It's yeah. like a Ninja Turtles <laughs> vibe. Ninja Turtle Friends. <laughs> totally. I bet we would have been more popular if we were like Ninja Turtle Ball.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we should remark it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Free pizza at every sesh. Free pizza. <laughs> that's um yeah, the
0: f- I mean I feel things were so much more present back then when it was just pre-cell phones and i think that i I really do think that's a big part of this as well i mean obviously there's there's numerous aspects but people were just they were looking for something to Mm -hmm. do in in the real world in the here and now and and it's uh it's definitely makes for an interesting social commentary the fact that that there's this there's juxtaposition there
1: I, yeah, no, I, th- I think you're totally on to that, man. I I didn't I'm, I kind of considered the fact that, like, you know, at least phone videos were more prevalent. But like the fact that people own cell phones and there's just yeah. stupid like throw the monkey through a hole app you know and just like kids i don't even know if that's i don't do phone apps much obviously because phone throw the monkey through the phone apps not one probably flat flappy bird a few years ago. yeah that's stupid crap yeah yeah (laughs) and then the guy the guy got bummed because he like made millions of dollars from it or whatever i heard right it's so ridiculous But but yeah yeah that's the thing it's like kids are so like as a kid's entertainer, right? Well, I'm not just a kid's entertainer. I do like family entertainment, but I do entertain kids a lot. Um, so as a kid's entertainer, I've noticed that sometimes kids just have their phone in front of them and they're not even looking at their phone. They're just staring forward <laughs> and they're scrolling. Like I saw that happen one time. This kid was just scrolling like the video would play for like five seconds. Then he would scroll and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, dude, we're, we're, like these kids are actually being turned into little zombies
0: yeah yeah it's kind of i don't i'm trying to think of the guy's name he runs the center for humane ethical use of technology uh tristan harris do you know of him he's a yeah. magician well he's hey. yeah he's a computer <laughs> programmer um who's worked for like i think twitter and so forth but he talks about how it's it's almost like magic like getting people in this trance state so mm. Yeah, I, I just no, thought I'd is. mention that. I think that was an interesting commentary. That's,
1: that's on, on point it. for sure. It's like like kids just get hypnotized by it. And it's it's hard to watch, really. I mean, mm. as someone who grew up without. I mean, like I had AOL, I grew up in the 90s, so I had like AOL 3.0 that would take three <laughs> hours to boot up and then you try to watch a footbag video on it and it'd be like three hours. <laughs> o- it would take six hours to watch a footbag video because three hours to boot up three hours to watch and like yeah. buffer and everything. Yeah, but yeah. See, w-
0: see, when I started, I mean, I guess there's probably <laughs> well, there was a few videos on footbag.org, but we, I basically had to get like a co- a copy of Tricks of the Trade, right? I had that too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, f- for me, like you mentioned, pausing the frames, it was the same thing, but on my VHS player, like right, pause, right. pause, 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 and then so eventually much the tape, the tape gets yeah. all
1: wound out and it's right. all messed up. But and I think yeah. it's also like immediate gratification that these kids want and Mm -hmm. that might that might be why they don't vibe with footbag right away it's because Mm. footbag is not immediate gratification (laughs) we had to learn that immediate gratification doesn't exist as kids you know so we were like yeah sure this is gonna take a while but it'll be cool when i'm done you know when it when it's the final product when i can do a blurry (laughs) whirl or whatever um Mm -hmm. but yeah you mentioned tricks of the trade oh go ahead
0: Oh, I was just gonna say it's it's funny too because there's there's a flip side to what we just talked about in the fact that the kids and, and people not I I shouldn't say kids it's all of us these days but anyways we're all um we have these platforms to release videos of this super cool sport so mm. on the flip side you would think that and I think this is where we can have the, like a renaissance a rebirth here if we use it properly I think like. You look at the videos that Zach Fourth Life does on Instagram. Amazing when he like colors in the footbag; just makes it so Uh uh, visually appealing to to anyone. Uh And and it um, takes
1: away the idea of I can't see the ball.
0: Yeah, because that's another thing. The bags since since I played got way smaller to the point that they were like the size of a quarter. And Mm -hmm. so, to the untrained eye, it's just it looks like some guys just flailing around and. In a lot of totally. ways.
1: I use I use big show bags. Yeah. Especially when yeah. I juggle. When I foot juggle. Um, and people seem to resonate with the mm. bigger show bags. They're like, oh, wow, that looks cool. Instead of like, I can't see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, if... Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I also think uh, <clears throat> from my own experience, at least the, where I was at in the tournaments that I was going to in that day, there was... Especially at that time, when when and the European scene was just exploding, there's such an emphasis on hitting just the, the big, big ads, playing playing guiltless, and yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just how how many ads can how hard can you shred instead of like style right yeah which is yeah, totally, where yeah. you know we bring up we bring up um skyler lawn smith a lot here yeah like i always loved him his style was so amazing mm-hmm. to watch just so graceful and i think that that was maybe a little bit lost when there was You're this right. crazy crazy uh focus on technicality for a while and yeah. now I'm like, I'm like seeing more players now, now that I've come back that are just sort of having fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. like, and
1: that's yeah.
0: Brian yeah. bear.
1: I'm sure you've seen that's who I was just Brian bear. Mention, yeah. Brian bears, like in my opinion, the ideal footbag player because he he's just having fun. You know, I yeah. feel like he should be promoting. I mean, he is, he's doing a good job promoting on his like Instagram and stuff and like on social media, but I think he should be in charge of like a lot of the promotions in footbag because his style is it looks good. It looks fun and it's cool. And he mm-hmm. looks cool. He's like a cool looking mm-hmm. dude. You know, <laughs> like shout out Brian Bear. You look cool, man. You're a cool looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like that's what we need. We need and in in what yeah. I do now, the juggling thing, people say that like some of my mentors have told me, um, also shout out Alex Zerby and Dan Holtzman. You guys have been great mentors. Um, but uh, people like my mentors have said that it's not about how good you are necessarily. It's about the character. And in my opinion, people like Brian and Dustin have really good characters to make footbag look cool. And that's kind of what I tried to do, too, like, especially in my video. I mean, you've probably noticed that I tried to do like some funny stuff and like (laughs) be funny. I mean, I I do comedy, so it it just kind of comes. But I I want it. I want to put that stuff forward because people are like, oh, you know, funny, funny, cool guys like doing foot tricks (laughs) that that's something I can be I can get into, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Totally. Yeah. Well.
0: I, you know i'm an i'm an artist that's what a, beyond anything else what i consider myself and i think As he flips his hair you know, they, <laughs> this is uh this is it's an art right and presenting it, it in such a way that is artistically appealing yeah uh, speaks volumes versus like you said some guy with his shirt off down in his dark basement yeah people people aren't gonna aren't gonna stop and watch that yeah average person maybe so
1: yeah yeah creeps creeps are gonna watch a a (laughs) guy with his shirt off in his basement (laughs) yeah but i mean i i was guilty of that i i did plenty of sessions in my younger years with like i was sweating so much i had to take my shirt off and then i would just play footbag in my basement alone and now i look at him like i wasn't promoting the sport very well like that looks (laughs) bad you know yeah but like yeah, and we—I think it's all about building the community, man. It—it just—it's mm-hmm. a really community-driven sport. Like I've met some of my best friends, like in in footbag. Like, I'm I'm having uh, a wedding in uh, August 2023, and which is crazy. But like, a, a bunch uh, of my friends from footbag will be there. That's
0: that's amazing. Uh, your wedding is what you mean. You're getting married. My wedding. I am getting ah, married. right on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Oh, I was a trip. Yeah, that's what you meant there. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, shout out to my fiance, Darcy. Hi, Darcy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that's that's uh, also. Oh, now I'm spacing out on what I was gonna say here. Um, oh, the well, one of the aspects that I really love about footbag too, as you kind of touched on there, is you can you can do it on your own just as well as you can with a group. Of, like you don't need to do it totally. in a group and yeah. like i haven't i'm i'm in a smaller area on up on vancouver island in canada so i don't have there's no footbag players for thousands what about of, alan haggett yeah he he's actually down in uh victoria and oh he's in victoria i've thought about getting in touch with him yeah victoria is not it's a three-hour drive for me though so it's not, not far terrible yeah yeah um but I didn't. I met Alan Haga once back in the day, so it would be cool to reconnect with him. I don't he know. Was kind cool. of. He is. He cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: He. I never yeah. met him. I talked to him a bunch, but like he had that look. He had that like. I really think it's all about the character, man. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we can get. And he really in. did this a
0: similar focus to to I guess what you in terms of diversifying from that, like he would do the. I don't know if there's a name for it but jumping up trials. on benches and yeah trials that's the trials. name right where he's yeah. like kind of doing yeah. it over obstacles and whatnot so
1: <clears throat> yeah and he was he he made a name for himself by doing that and he was mm-hmm. different he did something completely different and he did something that was more like instead of just like legs moving very quickly the bag you can't even see he did like uh it's he made it skateboarding he he turned footbag into what would be closest to skateboarding yeah where he jumped down he'd do like a giant mobius down he'd do like a crazy spinning trick down like a five set or whatever and it was just it was gnarly like it was it was so sick it was fun to watch and it mm-hmm. was like dude this guy's nuts like watch mm-hmm. this you know it was it, And the, all the hype was generated around that you know it's it's all about the character
0: totally well, I don't know if you you saw it or not, but yesterday we made the announcement that um, the Elysium project is going to be filming a footbag. I did documentary. Yeah, mm. so I'm really excited <laughs> to do that. I'm shocked that no one else has really taken that on as of yet. Yeah, I yeah, think. It's uh, yeah, no, I, I'm really excited to head down. I'm going to be heading down to down the West coast through like Portland where it all began and then yeah. go down to California, hopefully get as many people involved in this as possible and no um, kind of do what you said They're presented in a, in a new way and maybe hopefully get some new blood into the
1: sport. And that, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing right now. Like all the players right now, I think the youngest player at the moment is like probably 18. Mm. but back in the back in the day we were talking and it's like they were 13 they were 12 you know yeah. it was like it, they well, started is, so young you, and there was so go much on,
0: sorry go ahead I was, no, no no that I was done yeah <laughs> you no. go on footbag.org and you search up where whatever town you're in there there would be like multiple clubs in, in big cities right. and tournaments yeah. popping up every week on footbag.org <laughs>
1: No, totally, man. And it's, it's crazy. Like I actually did, um, I took this big project on and it was actually way too big of a project I learned. Um, but I, uh, I took a Google map and I, I plotted every active player that I knew of and that I could research on the map, uh, back in like 2009, maybe. And, it was pretty cool for a while because people would be like, "Hey, oh, oh, wow! I'm going to like Australia. What players are in Australia? Oh, look, all these players, you know, because it, they had that originally on uh, footbag.org, but mm-hmm. then um, the owners of footbag.org decided to just like discontinue it, and then it was like, oh wait, how am I going to find out who plays footbag near me now?
0: Yeah, coming together as a community. I mean, like you said, they had we had footbag.org back when people were visiting websites and uh not (laughs) not that they don't do that now but technology changes fast and I think just to have sort of yeah that unity in the community because it definitely got fractured there for a while at least that's one thing that I kind of observed and we're, we're we're a small small folk we gotta keep
1: together yeah you can't have community without the unity (laughs) there you go i just came up
0: with that thank you you. did
1: you (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah no that's that's it's totally true like i mean it's crazy to think that the footbag sport started on just like forums where people were just talking about what they wrote or what they were hitting and it's 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 also funny because i know that like there was some like uh somebody would say like oh i just hit this and then somebody else was like no i just hit this for the first time i invented mm. it and there was mm. like some arguments about like especially uh what is it um fairy fairy ducking mirage which mm. ken so thought he invented it and he wanted to call it cower and then he uh someone in australia thought they invented it around like the exact same time so there was like this big debate about some tricks but yeah <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I was going on the footbag messaging on Facebook there, trying to find out if I—I I think I might have been the first person ever to do a fairy setting Merlin. I'm not sure. Can't, wow, I, that's a big yeah, trick, man. It. Thank you. Yeah, it was my definitely my biggest trick back in the day, and uh, as far as I knew at the time, there was m- maybe one or two other people that hitting it who were hitting it. So i don't know could that might be my
1: one one nice. uh, claim <laughs> i've i've invented a couple um i've i invented double spinning soul that was pretty cool that was like <laughs> wow that that's a lot i've never yeah i saw i saw again. those <laughs> those double spins i
0: i can barely do one
1: <laughs> yeah it's all about just like Getting a really like a really steady high first spin, and then just continuing it and hoping for the best <laughs> until <laughs> yeah. it, until it becomes natural. <laughs> yeah.
0: <clears throat> hey, well, it was awesome for you to come on the podcast today, Nick. Really appreciate yeah. this. Yeah, thanks for having I me think, on, man. Yeah, I think this was a really good conversation, and I'm just picturing all the footbag players in my head that are gonna love listening to this
1: yeah yeah thanks for choosing me to represent the footbag um part of this
0: <laughs> of course yeah like i said um we're doing a documentary now so there's gonna be yeah. a lot of a lot of
1: footbag in our future I wish I, in the next year. yeah i wish i could be part of it if you guys happen to have a, i'm sure i'm a sure there's a, w- <laughs> a way
0: where there's a will there's a way and I, I was thinking about that the other night even if like we we can send files digitally now right so if there's people oh, on the true. other side of the world and maybe we can get some footage and pull yeah. it all together into one big amazing film i've got some
1: uh some relics from footbag history for sure ah uh, yeah absolutely i have i have a uh it was given to me by jay moldenauer it was the really? original hacky sack tournament uh frisbee and hacky sack tournament like oh t-shirt yeah that he turned right. into like a muscle a muscle shirt it's crazy <laughs> that is amazing yeah and what you were saying oh real quick that one of the coolest things i've had uh happen besides getting into bap um kenny schultz from tricks of the trade yep. i actually became good friends with him because we're both nerds about owls and <laughs> i i know it, it's so absurd but like i i also kind of followed in kenny's steps because i got really into birds and like science and stuff after footbag mm. so i uh I went over to I had a business trip when I was a fish biologist and it was to Portland and I I hit up Kenny. and I was like, hey, you want to hang out and look for owls? And he's like, I'll take you. You'll see some owls. So he took me and he uh, we saw like a ton of cool owls all all around Portland. But the craziest thing is I was in his house and I was looking at like a ton of these like footbag pieces of history. And I was like, oh, my God, Kenny, in Tricks of the Trade, you had that pair of shoes. I know you know what I'm talking about Brian you had this pair (laughs) of shoes that you said your mom kept wanting to throw away because they were gross and you put them in your your python tank and I was like do you still have those he's like yeah I'll be right back so he brought them back he brought them upstairs and I got to like touch those shoes that were in footbag for uh tricks of the trade and they were (laughs) disgusting (laughs) they were like so old and like ratty and beat down but that was pretty cool. I got to touch of, like a crazy piece of footbag history. Totally.
0: That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, f- thanks again, Nick. And just real yeah, quick, sure. w- what is your social media and where can people find you and all that?
1: Oh, right on. Um, my uh, Instagram is uh, ridiculous underscore Nicholas underscore circus. Um, and then my TikTok is ridiculous ridiculous nicholas with an underscore i don't know <laughs> i forget
0: we'll, I we'll put you, we'll put it back. in the
1: show notes yeah something like that but yeah yeah cool man thanks for reaching yeah. out this was a lot of fun
0: yeah we we forgot to talk about the whole ridiculous aspect of things but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well. right on next time yeah right on all right well on that note we'll talk to you next time sounds good see you brad thanks for listening to the show today. If you like this podcast, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. You can find us online and on social media at elysiumproject.ca.